if you like living a passionate life, passion is there. If your best life is there, your favorite life is there, it's not being mundane, it's not being standard, it's not sitting in the audience, it's taking the stage, forcing yourself on the stage. Yeah, you might freeze, but you're gonna grow through that. You're gonna have another opportunity through that. Really, in that inward process, I think that's the most important place because it's the hardest place to get cameras on. It's the hardest place to get view of. So to really force yourself to put that into the physical world, whether it's journaling, whether it's a video for yourself, that's, I think, where you can really bring yourself into the world, into your incarnation a little bit more. This is what I want, this is what I don't want. And by just making those decisions, it really gives the universe something to grip onto and, and understand and lean on our imagination, to lean on what we're creating. The universe is just like us. It's gonna do the path of least resistance to some extent if we properly imprint our best selves into the future through our favorite life. I like how universe is in your vocabulary, uh, your common vocabulary. It's, it's right there, man. <laughs> you just gotta grab it. It's always with us. Everything in the world of making money, that's secondary. And I'm just gonna put that right back into the universe and making it a better place anyway. Helping people is just such a privilege. Life might be hard, but it's not really interesting too. Even in my worst moments, I'm like, this is really interesting. I wanna see how this story progresses. I wanna see what happens next. I think if we take responsibility for our lives and we say that I am my soul, then we can really say, I'm writing this story. I'm writing a really good ending because that's what I would do. Why wouldn't I? Why would I write a bad story? You recognize the God around you, recognize the God in others. Look at what you want to create, build the foundation, set the goals, make it happen. Everyone has unlimited potential, unlimited opportunity to be anybody you want and live your favorite life. All you need, you. show up, Living. pay attention, Your. participate. Favorite la 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 life. La 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 life. Good day, namaste. Welcome to Your Favorite Life. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, and my goal is to bring you conversations of growth, creativity, and adventure. This episode is sponsored by a good friend of mine, Derek Cluxton, a real estate agent in the Simcoe County region. Derek's been very supportive of this show, and you can actually catch an interview with Derek on episode nine. So thank you, Derek. I hope you enjoyed that little montage and some inspiration was able to come through. I loved creating it and connecting with Joseph on this episode about the universe and how to tap in and tune in to everything around us. Tapped in, tuned in, turned on, as Esther Hicks says. Joseph is a wonderful human. He considers himself a philosopher, an old soul, a consultant. He facilitates a beautiful group in Elmville once a month at Be Still Bookstore called the Light Bears Association of Canada. Every time I've gone to the group, it's like a group of different superheroes coming together and connecting. We have different philosophical and spiritual conversations. So to learn more, check out the Light Bears on Facebook. Today's episode, you're going to learn all about the universe and why we're here and our destiny so i hope you enjoy it and thank you joseph for creating this beautiful 
episode and reminding people that we are in control of writing our story. So let's write ourselves a fun, adventurous, and transformative story. Catch you on the flip side. It's always fun, like where to start. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm right-handed, so it would have been tough. <laughs> this is your favorite life, everyone. Like, are you not really excited to live your favorite life? Let's hear the audience out there. Yeah, woo, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I. It's always fun where to start the episode, and I was thinking about it last night. Um, I thought, uh, I have a feeling this conversation might get a little deep. It'll go everywhere. We're going to go and touch everything. <laughs> so get ready to be touched. So, so <laughs> yeah, uh, ready to be moved. Yeah, touching your heart. So I thought we'd start with something light and go right into the pull shift theory. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, we'll get to we'll Whatever get your there. audience needs. Yeah. We'll I'd put the red pill on the deep end, but uh, <laughs> wherever you want to start the iceberg. Nice. Yeah, wow. This is going to be a very colorful and, uh, what's it called when you paint a picture? Like a a collage. Yeah, it's going to be very illustrative. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll get to that, the uh, PS (laughs) theory. PST. Yeah. And, um, but actually, where I thought I wanted to start, um, thanks so much for being on the show. It's uh, I like that you're like let's do it and you you know you, you nudged me a few times you're like I want to be on the show and that's really helpful for me and people like you're most welcome it's an absolute joy to be here talking to you we always have the best conversations in private so it's absolutely essential we bring this to the people so they know about your life coaching all the blessed things you're doing and then what I'm doing and how we're working together to make the world a more beautiful place yeah thank you yeah you're most welcome. I thought it was really interesting how we how people meet mm-hmm. and when I met Rita at the for the bookstore Be Still Bookstore in Elmville and she came to my storytelling show and then I went to her bookstore and she said you got to meet this guy Joseph I feel like you two are on the same level you're going to get along really well and I said yeah that sounds great so eventually I went to your light bearers meeting which we'll discuss uh, later on and a beautiful group of uh, individuals that meet in Elmville and I had a great time and I met you. Um, I think I took like the whole next summer, I couldn't get back to it. But then I go to my Kangen group and like who else other than Joseph is sitting in the Kangen group? And I was like, okay, like it's like if I can't go to the light bearers, like sometimes life will just bring it to you, right? Absolutely. And so that was, it's cool when you notice those synchronicities and I was like, okay, I need to make sure I make an effort to put some energy here because there's something here. So I thought that was neat that like you were in a couple tribes that align with myself too. And, uh, and now we're here doing the episode. So Absolutely. I would definitely say the world is a much smaller place than people think it is. And it's amazing, as you're saying, all the different places we can find each other and see that we have so much interconnected play, so much interconnected community um, through our love of music. We share some community there as well. So there is so much opportunity for people like us to get to know one another and provide mutual benefit cooperation in the community. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. I, when people say they don't have a lot of friends, I, I'm completely baffled because 
there's so many groups, there's so many programs, there's so many places in the world where we can contribute. How can we not be meeting more people that have things in common with us? Yeah. It's just about identifying like what resonates with you and then you know, doing a Google search, going on Facebook. Yeah, moving like forward, putting yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. I'm actually an introvert, but I love people. I love helping people, meeting people. I love anecdotal data, so I love listening to people's stories and their journeys and learning from them vicariously. So there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, as a spiritual person, I connect as being everyone around me, and, and there's no separation. So it's an absolute joy to live the lives of others while we're living our current life. Yeah, Our I favorite love, life. Yeah, I I love reading, you know, books that are telling, you know, talking about some factual things and then also reading biographical books too and hearing people's stories. That's always it's usually those are like a lighter read too and there's a little bit more flow to it and um unless it's a, a fictional story too. Um but yeah, it's nice to hear Live Vicariously. That was my older, my other podcast that I started. It was nice. called Vicarious Diaries. Oh, beautiful. And I, I thought that was a fun word, vicarious. Cause, it's a fantastic word. Yeah, you, like I was saying earlier about when you watch other people's podcasts, like you, as a listener, mm-hmm. you're part of the conversation, like, you know? Absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier, quantum mechanics proves that through the slip experiment it really demonstrates how the viewer affects the show. It affects what you're watching. So all the people in the audience right now, I hope you feel like you're in the room with us and you have every opportunity. Message Jeff. He is a fantastic life coach. He has so much to offer you. I, through my consulting, through all the things I do, moving and that, we're here for you. We're right in the same room with you at all times. So reach out. Let's let's connect. I love you. Yeah, you're great. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you do. It just takes a simple message, uh, a simple question, mm-hmm. uh, a simple. I remember my friend said that he said the hardest part of like, you know, completing a goal or getting to the gym is just getting out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, packing your bag. It's like as soon as you get out the door, then you're you're home free. It's yeah, like you're, showing up. You're showing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. just get out the door. Get out of the bed. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about last night? What's that? About, <laughs> about destiny. Love and, it. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know, you've probably read The Alchemist before, right? Yes, I've had that privilege. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that privilege. Yeah. It's a fantastic read. I think most people should have that opportunity. Yeah, it's great for the imagination, too. Like, mm-hmm. when he starts talking about the wind, like, speaking, I was yeah. like, oh, this is Pocahontas, right? But, <laughs> yeah. And so in The Alchemist, there's a lot of talk about destiny and your uh, your passion, uh, completing your, your journey and your life's, uh, your life's destiny. And he calls it personal legend. There it is. And a part of me was like, you know, destinies, plural. I think they actually talk about The Alchemist too, destinies, plural. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I wonder, because they say the word maktub, I think. Mm. which means like it's been written oh nice. and, yeah. and, and a part of me is trying to figure out like yeah how much of my life has been written like that's a that's a whole conversation mm-hmm. but i was thinking about last night i wonder if it's like okay when you show up in life 
then it's like it, then it starts writing it's like these are the potentials it's like mm -hmm. it's writing for you so if you're able to like look at a map of like the next three years it's like if you go down this road like these are all the people that you'll meet or like connect with right and it's like but if you don't choose that you're like, you you do have some sort of free will i believe and I'd love to hear how you feel about that. Cause then, you know, you free will to choose something different, but then that destiny starts mapping yeah. out in the spider web. So do you want to comment on that? Absolutely. On destiny? Yeah. So I'm someone that <laughs> believes in the multiverse. So the idea that everything that can happen does happen. And so through rolling the dice many different times, we can see a pattern of likelihoods where it's like, you're maybe you're most likely to have this partner and in, a thousand of 10,000 lives, you end up with that partner. So you could say that's really written in your destiny. Right. But that's where I think free will really plays is all these different possibilities come to fruition through the multiverse. We only experience our one life that we're living right now, but through the different possibilities, all these other things are still happening. And so with my belief in the interconnectedness of the universe, I've been using the multiverse for many years to sort of, as you're talking about, position myself to meet the people I want to meet, to be in the situations I want to be in, to grow who I am. There's a, a wonderful consultant, I believe his name is Sam Ovens. Uh, we might be able to look at that later and correct that, but he taught me as I was getting into consulting uh, the value of really imprinting who you want to be in the future and then meeting yourself there. And so, he, for example, he wanted to live in New York and he wanted all this money and he wanted all these contacts. And so he really set that up and he made that happen by connecting those two strings together. And likewise, in my own life, I use multiverse, I use my spirituality, and I can go into deep meditation and I can actually look at different multiverse possibilities of my future. And I start narrowing them in. This is what I want, this is what I don't want. And by just making those decisions, it really gives the universe something to grip onto and, and understand. And then by putting that effort in, by showing up, it really allows me to connect with where I want to go in life. Helping people is just such a privilege. Yeah. That's awesome that you're able to, you said something about gripping. It gives life something to grip onto. And, you know, we're part of, you know, it, it, it's... It's easy to feel separate from mm -hmm. Earth and from the life, the way that we've designed our first world developed country, whatever you want to call it. Um, so remembering that you are connected, like you work, work with life, like, mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't resist it. Like, yeah. you know, pay attention. I remember Brendan Bouchard, he's a, a cool coach. He talked about when somebody shows up in your life who you haven't seen, for a while like be mindful of it maybe there's a, a reason that that person reappeared you know mm -hmm. or uh paying attention to words that are are surfacing uh, and repeating or or problems the same problem that you're having like pay, paying mm -hmm. attention like life is for me life is it's just and i learned it from rita it's like it's just reflecting back at you Absolutely. every every time there's a 
something beautiful that happens or something negative it's just like trying to show you or it's 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 it's, it's showing you yourself like yeah absolutely and yeah. I, it's really calling uh, often when like i've had a few injuries on the job site over this last year and it's really showing me that opportunity to look at the circumstance and change it it's just going to keep playing out until i learn the lesson and it's so fantastic life works that way to give us that opportunity to learn Yes, it can be annoying when we get stuck on a problem and we can't figure out how to solve it, but I love the opportunity that this life gives us to grow, to become better, to evolve. It's absolutely fantastic. Cool. I have a question on evolve evolution. Let's do it. Yeah, so what's your opinion on growing in life? Like this is a huge question. I like and I'd love to hear your your thoughts and feelings of life presents us all these opportunities to grow and is there a destination we're headed to or a reason that life wants us to suffer a little bit so that we can come back stronger and like have more unconditional love and what tell me yeah Joseph. <laughs> absolutely uh so as you said very broad question so <laughs> I, I might have to recap on the question at some point um, but we look at all the things in the universe and we can realize really quickly that nature doesn't waste anything it recycles everything and so from a young age i identified consciousness as one of the most valuable things in all the universe that i could observe consciousness was that crown jewel. So when people say they don't believe in reincarnation and they don't believe in the evolution of consciousness from life to life, I'm a little confused what they're, where they're getting that from. Because for me, from a young age, it was quite apparent that I had information in my consciousness that I didn't get through third dimensional means. And so for me, it became quite apparent that I've probably lived before and I've probably done some of this before. And so it's really easy for me to see that we're building on something. We're growing to something. As a philosopher, a consultant, as a spiritual person, I think we're building to greater consciousness, to do more and more beautiful things, to have more beautiful experiences, to enjoy more things from a young age. My purpose in life was to experience all I could, to bring as much joy into the universe as possible and to bring as much consciousness, as much love and opportunity as possible. I think that's what we're really doing here. I believe we're all fractions of a greater consciousness. Some people could call it source or God. So when we look at that and we say, wow, I'm just a piece of God, I'm just a piece of the universe or source, I wanna be the best piece I can be. I wanna help as many as I can. I wanna produce suffering, I wanna increase joy. I wanna put smiles on people's faces. We're in the Christmas season, so in a sense, you could say, I want to be St. Nicholas. <laughs> I want to give gifts to everybody I can. And so through the opportunity that is being a consultant, to be a life coach, we have the opportunity to benchmark quality into what we do. And that quality, if benchmarked correctly, can force others to have that same milestone, that same privilege. If I say unconditional love, has to be a part of business and then my business grows really successful I'm gonna force other businesses to incorporate unconditional love into their businesses because they'll see the success that's been benchmarked in my business and they'll say 
no one wants to support us anymore because we're not unconditionally loving, well, there's their opportunity to grow. So there's a lot of opportunity in life through leveraging to f make things better. Once we make something better, it only grows from there. And we can see that in many different ways. We can see that when they first discovered the world was round. I mean, I know we're at the point in modern times where a lot of people are like, hey, the earth could be flat. I'm open to listening. I don't have it yet to agree, but I can see where they're coming from. But we can see once the world was identified as round by the collective consciousness, it cut off the earth is flat, at least for a long period of time. And so that same opportunity happens time and time again. And so the purpose of life, to grow, to experience. And I think by imprinting, as we were talking about earlier, by imprinting ourselves as we want to become in the picture of the future, we allow the universe an opportunity to lean on our imagination, to lean on what we're creating. And so the universe is just like us. It's going to do the path of least resistance to some extent. And it's going to see, oh, Jeff's a multimillionaire, and he's got all these wonderful things going on. Well, I just need to meet that. I just need to connect those two dots, and that's how the universe will work if we properly imprint our best selves into the future through our favorite life. I, I'm going to win the award for most times saying our favorite <laughs> life, just so you know. I like hanging out with you, too, because you're, uh, you're lighthearted, right? And it's, you bring, uh, you're probably fun to work with, like with your moving company and one of your uh, businesses. We have a great time. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter what you're doing if you're doing it with the right energy and right people who are, like, able to make humor and, like... Absolutely. And we, get, we get that feedback all the time from our clients. The calmness, the joy, the smiles... They, they, after the move's done, they're like, I was stressed before you got here. I was in a, a bad mood. We were, you know, not very happy. You showed up with a smile. You brought this extreme calmness, like, oh, it's easy. We're going to get it done. And, and you gifted that to us. And I, I love to read that in the reviews. I love to hear that from the clients. That's why I'm in business, helping people. Everything in the world of making money, that's secondary. And I'm just going to put that right back into the universe and making it a better place anyway. So it's, it's all about helping people. And it's interesting, too, because we have these lessons to learn. So as people that are guides like us, we need to identify where we can help people with their lessons and where we have to step back and just bless them and, and let them learn through their own way. I love to learn the hard way. One of these days, I'm going to learn to learn to love learning the easy way, but for now, uh, I broke my leg this year. I've had a few opportunities. I love life's adversity. I've used it to my advantage for a long period of time. There's a lot of momentum you can get by going down and going back up and going down back up. So I love that. Most people don't have to do that, but I think it allows me the opportunity to grow a little bit more quickly than if I were to just stay on the steady. Have you used life's adversity quite readily? Huh. Yeah, for sure. Nice. When when you have to when I first started going on stage and like I would skip assignments in high school that required public speaking. I would just take a zero. 
and I we're like, all surprised. The whole audience is just like, whoa, really? Whoa. Really? Didn't, On my rubric, like, didn't it, it would it. be just like X's in the column of like, did not, did not uh, participate. Yeah. And uh, that's like my, my uh, calling line for the show is like, show up, pay attention, participate, yeah. which I learned from a polka dancing pirate. Shout out to Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy in uh, Minnesota. Love but it. Show up, pay attention, participate. And yeah, like a couple times... When I did my storytelling show, the very first event, and I showed up, I, I almost went into fight or flight. Like, I was like, I'm literally, I feel like I need to run. Yeah. Like, the event is happening in an hour, and I have to run. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not the, that's, you know, I tapped into my heart. I was like, that's not the right, I'm, you know, I don't want to let people down. This is like, and so that's a bit uh, of adversity of like going on stage not knowing I could fail I could go up there and, and I have I went on stage one time and I said the first line of my story it was a 10 minute presentation and I said the first line I said oh I've been writing letters and then I I was like oh my god <laughs> do I walk off stage I couldn't remember the rest of the story or the next line. And I had this camera like from me to you yeah. and this light just yeah, blasting, blasting in my face. Couldn't see any of the audience. And I was just, and I said, okay, just walk off stage and you can try it again. Right. Or luckily it came to me, went smoothly from there. I finished the thing and, and you know, that's a reminder you can tell yourself in life like that could happen. And are you going to die? No. And, you know, you'll, you have to learn to move those emotions, whether it's like running or breathing. And like, there's going to be some built up resistance that you're going to have to deal with to, to come back up top, like you said, to swing back. Um, but knowing that that's a possibility and then knowing what the other side of that feels like. Like now that I'm having these conversations and speaking at dragon boating helped me a lot, like constantly teaching. And so it's just a matter of doing it and practicing it. I would speak in my basement um, before I gave a wedding speech at my sister's wedding. I, I spoke it out loud by myself like 15 times. And eventually you get to a point where you can't practice it anymore. And the next stage of the practice is the performance. And that's part of the practice. So it's actually going to the wedding and doing it. And it'll never work out exactly as you planned. But maybe there'll be parts that you didn't plan that spontaneously came up. So. Yeah, that, that, I love that in life. Like, you know, getting a little bit hot. Like, don't get too hot. Like, you can't go right in the fire. You got you to gotta have some practice. And so, yeah, adver adversity is, is really helpful. I, I love what you said about the earth and life choosing the path of least resistance as well as us. You know, they're just like, 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 like our brain. You know, when we go to the gym and we go on the treadmill and we do that for two months straight, the brain is used to it. It doesn't want to go on the bike because when you go on the bicycle, it's going to be like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to think of like the earth like that too in, in, in the sense of helping us. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. It's like they want to connect you with the right things and people so that they don't have to expend too much energy. I remember the first time I heard a, a tribe was doing some ceremonial dance to help the immune system of the earth. Uh, the immune system of the earth? Damn. Like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. I have, uh, do you want to comment on that? Or I, there's, there's so much to comment <laughs> on. If you're on a roll, you keep rolling. No, you go. Um, <laughs> 
Well, I, I think it's just fantastic that we can weigh into our opportunities and we don't have to dive in, as you're saying. So to have that opportunity, just go in at your own speed. So long as you show up and you're growing and you're reflecting upon yourself, this isn't a competition with anybody else. You're the only one that you should even consider competing with. And so it's not about how quickly you do it. You don't have to jump overnight. And I also wanted to say, as I'm a consultant, you're a life coach, who, is, who do you think you best impacted as a life coach? Good question. Impacting people to live more authentically and to get through uncomfortable situations, not like the fire right away, like I'm saying, mm -hmm. but impacting people to have more fun in life and to be the be the loser for a while and be okay mm -hmm. it's just like i don't care i'm i'm a loser i'm gonna i'm gonna keep making mistakes and i'm gonna i'm gonna make awkward moments okay and yeah. i'm gonna laugh during those awkward and moments you're gonna learn through all of them yeah and eventually like you'll probably have less awkward moments and then even when you do have the awkward moments it's they're not awkward anymore it's mm -hmm. only awkward for the other person if they let it be and that's not your fault it's it's just you, you'll be in your own zone absolutely and does that answer your question i think who have i impacted the most like yeah i would like to inspire people to you know as i'm getting a bit older i'm 31 now and i spend if i'm saying time with someone who's 20 who doesn't have from the most part as many experiences as say myself in the sense of travel and like pushing through those uncomfortable moments of like you know, talking to a woman at a bar or something like just a cold approach or or going on stage and playing a song and singing to a microphone like I've done a lot of those things. And so it's interesting to talk to them and be and, and to be a guide to to give steps of like, yeah, you're going to feel some resistance. Um, it's just about practicing it. Um, but at the end of the tunnel and during the journey, it's so fun and, and liberating to to really be yourself and and when you when I went to Europe I learned a lot about you know I was constantly meeting people and so it really was constantly reflecting back at me about oh I am kind of funny and like this is I'm this goof I'm kind of goofy and like this is just who I like to be I don't want to say it's who I am like this identity mm -hmm. thing but it's like who I enjoy what I enjoy bringing to the table and so It'll help you learn a lot about yourself. So self-discovery is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone could put you in a box. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to try. I'm sure you would. Uh, you'd you'd jump right out of that box in eight milliseconds. So that's wonderful. And and you will forgive me, but the person you've influenced the most, the person you've taught the most, is drum roll, is yourself. <laughs> absolutely. So that's where every consultant life coach really starts. How's the best way to learn something? To teach it. So by showing up and, and demonstrating that value for yourself, to be there for yourself all the time, for that self-talk in your head, to keep growing, to know what you're doing, to reflect appropriately on your lessons, that's the ultimate gift of being a life coach, a consultant. This is why we have the opportunity to make so much money for the world, for others is because we've made so much money for ourselves. By investing in ourselves, we can now demonstrate that same value in other people's lives that haven't identified it yet. And, and that's why it's such a privilege to be in this opportunity to empower people.
and it starts to just come naturally like and it's very simple in the sense of you know when i went to i went to a new mechanic and it's a very little moments of like being human and being authentic of like you know he's putting he's helping me with my tires and so it's you know i can just say this is what i need and then go sit in the waiting room right or i can have a little meaningful conversation and you don't have to do this every time like if you're at the grocery store and there's people behind you you can't always you know you can smile and do something simple and but if you have like the opportunity you know i noticed he wasn't from canada so i started being vicarious and yeah and i was and curious and i wanted to know where he was from and you know he starts talking about it and we're building this little rapport mm -hmm. especially when it's a mechanic you know yeah. <laughs> have a good rapport absolutely and and it was really meaningful and then he he told me he used to be a power lifter and stuff and we, we had this nice little conversation and start talking about dragon boating so when you start living authentically and being of service it just comes naturally and it makes life all life's little what's the word um stale moments that seem stale like when you can live in the moment and appreciate the little things and and see the the colors that you've been missing and and doing your best to make the most out of every situation whether it's something very intense or or something just very stale and light and doesn't seem like it has a lot of meaning and so when when did when did you first start realizing that you had a gift of being of service and to to share what you've share the investment of yourself and all the learnings when did you start realizing that oh i need i should or i it would be in my best interest to start sharing this and being vulnerable and yeah, absolutely. So in 2016, I, I had some wonderful moments where I really got some new perspective about the, the universe around me and through spirituality, through, through physics, through all these blessed things. And so I identified that there was so much of the market that was completely lost. Like there, there's so much services, so many services where it's, you know, 150 an hour and stuff like that. And you look at some of these services and you realize how easy they are to fulfill and how much, how easy it is to fulfill those at a much lesser rate. So in 2017, I started my first consulting business and the premise was for the entire first year that I will help you and you will pay me based on the value I generate for you. And so I gave the clients full privilege to say, this is how much value you generated for me. And I had clients pay me $80 an hour, $55 an hour, and I was coming out of the fast food like supervisor kind of role where I was making less than 20 an hour. So to have that opportunity was absolutely fantastic. And by putting the value first, by focusing on the value, it was a really great way to say to clients, hey, if you don't see the value, you don't have to pay me anything. I was learning from every single call. I was learning from every opportunity. Once you do a service once, no one asks you if you can do it the second time. They don't need a piece of paper. They can see the work. And so by identifying that there was all this opportunity to help people in the market through so many different ways, computer skills, organization skills. Uh, I have a background in accounting. I have a background in hospitality management. There's a lot of valuable skills there. And we can really look at places in the market that aren't being serviced by professionals because the corporate world really wants to put things in the box as much as possible. Plumbers do this, electricians do that. 
Okay, but who does a little bit of everything? That's consultants, that's life coaches. We fill in the gaps. We provide that value that's missing in the marketplace. And not only do we provide it, but we want to empower people. We want to give people that value so they can give it to themselves later again. And I think that's how we're going to move culture forward. I think that's how we're going to change society, change economics, change politics, is just by being present and, and increasing the value of every single person and all of those voices and what they stand for. We have such a beautiful opportunity in this day and time to be forerunners for a brand new world, brand new society that is going to be so much better because of all the adversity the society has felt. Beautiful. Thank yeah, you. yeah, for sure. Like, it's kind of like when you need to talk to a therapist and, you know, a good, sometimes a really good therapist is, you know, $200, $250 an hour. And like, what if, what if the person who really needs that can't afford that? And that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. And we'll try and fill in some other gaps. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying I'm a therapist and deal with some serious things, but I, I definitely have skills that I can, that I know will help benefit in certain ways in your life. And your beautiful um, empathy, I think that right away would provide value to a lot of people as you're talking about meeting this uh, mechanic from another country. Just that listening, that listening alone lights up the world. And I noticed in my own journey as I became a spiritual person and I started to vocalize my unconditional love for all people, I love the reactions I get out in the public, you know? When you just drop an I love you or much love and blessings on somebody who's never been exposed to those kind of ideas, you can see a light go on in their head and they're like, what just happened? <laughs> Did I just get love from a stranger? Have I been looking for love from my parents my whole life or, or for my spouse or for my kids my whole life and this stranger just gave me what I was looking for as though it was nothing at all? Well, that that's beautiful. And once we do that enough and enough, we'll have the opportunity to feel that and create that everywhere we go. This is great. Absolutely. How about the Loving Society project that feel like that'll be a good segue to what you're talking about with culture and... Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to talk about that I, a bit? I would love to talk about yeah. that. I love talking about the Loving Society project. <laughs> so in 2020, I identified that I really wanted to create heaven on earth. And I so I meditated a lot, and I worked with some spirit guides, and I sort of tried to put the pieces together of what heaven looks like and how it would work. And so I brought what I believed to be those tenets of how to bring heaven on earth to the modern man. And so I came to the conclusion that just by taking three basic tenets or proclamations, vows, however you'd like to describe them, unconditional love, cooperation, and transparency, just by bringing those to the world, it really starts to unravel all the problems we have by looking at where the modern man is motivated and changing that we can change all of society. In the past, it's been about greed, it's been about winning and taking control and hoarding control and saying, you can't have it, it's mine. By flipping that greed upside down and saying, I'm so powerful, I can just give this away. I can give this love, this value, this whole kingdom. 
it's so valuable and it's so available, here it is. Enjoy. Enjoy the love. Enjoy the quality. Enjoy the value. By flipping that paradigm, by being cooperative, I'm open to all feedback, I'm open to growing, by being transparent, here's what I'm doing, here's why I'm doing it, here's why you should do it too, we can see that we're creating a whole different way of being. And so I identified in this loving society that if enough people in a community would take on these kind of principles to adhere to that level of standard, the bottom half of the culture, they don't have to. They can just get the rights from what we're instilling at the top. And so with the Light Bears Association of Canada, we've had that opportunity with the Soul Shine um, culture festival. Have you you've been to Soul Shine? Yeah. So some of those subgroups, they're adopting some of these principles, uh, living with gratitude and, and love as foundations, respect, integrity, by really cementing these into the way that we're interacting with one another we're really throwing the old paradigms out the window. We're saying that that stuff's over. We're done with greed. We're done with this. It has no value in modern times. I, uh, I'm sure that the people that have been financially abundant for generations, you know, they've had their fun, they've had their joy, but I bet they feel really lonely because they can't interact with us. They can't come down here. They've built their ivory tower and they've put us down on the bottom and they've said, we're gonna stay up here. So what opportunity do they have to come and shake hands with us or to be blessed by us at the mechanic shop or the grocery store? What opportunity do they have to meet homeless people and give them love and exchange the culture and, and the interest? So honestly, I, I feel bad for those that have isolated themselves. Yeah. Nicely said. So is, what does this um, Loving Society project look like? Is it paired with the Light Bearers Association or is, it, is this a physical uh, group or a, you have an agenda to a community? So uh, in reality right now, the Loving Society is basically a document. It's a philosophy, it's a way of living. And as I mentioned, it is being brought into use in small places, and, and that's how it's meant to bloom. It's meant to bloom through the consciousness of individuals, and by bringing value to families, to small communities, we can see it really has an opportunity to take off and to move forward to the point where I don't need to really subscribe to laws or the details of laws, because I know I, my actions are governed by virtues, and they stand with unconditional love, and, and these really wonderful enlightened principles of being. And so I came up with that, or, or the foundation for this in 2020. It's still growing, it's been in newspapers, it's been in articles and, and this and that. It's still growing, it still has opportunity to grow. My idea is that sooner or later we're gonna see modern culture collapse. We're gonna see literal anarchy, perhaps martial law. When these things become pervasive in society, we're gonna need leadership. We're gonna need a way to relate to one another. And by bringing this enlightened idea to people before that happens, yeah. we have the opportunity to set up communities, set up relationships, uh, hubs for commerce that have these principles. And once we get there, I'm fairly certain that we won't wanna go back because we'll have abundance in some places. And when we have enough abundance to give that away, 
and other people are starving for that, they're going to be right there to subscribe and, and to start bringing those into their own lives because of the blessings they observe through the gifts that we can impart so readily. Yeah, definitely important to put those into place sooner than later um, with anything oncoming. And yeah, I kind of forget what I was going to say. But uh, I, I can just continue to say yeah, you're on a you, roll. you mentioned the pole shift theory earlier. <laughs> I, I got to this theory in 2016. I said, the sun's not setting in the right place in the sky. Did a ton of research, uh, discovered electromagnetism. The earth is a magnet. The way that planets interact are through magnetism, just like a magnet. We know on the record the north and south pole magnetically have been moving for quite a few years. That speed of their movement is increasing. To me, it suggests there's a surplus of electromagnetism in the inner solar system. And so I believe that is really tying into the stories of revelations, the many prophecies, the Hopi prophecy, all the cultural abnormalities. You know, I can't imagine seeing COVID the way it was 20 years ago. And I think that's part of the reflection of the time. There's just too much energy. There's too mm -hmm. much going on too fast. And sooner or later, that apex is going to reach us. And I believe that it's going to cause a lot of trouble for a lot of people. And so to really gear up, to be strong enough to survive that and to thrive in that, that's really been a motivator for me to help people as much as I can, to grow as much as I can, to be the best leader and role model I can. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say, and it goes perfect. perfect what you just said. It's easy to be a holy man at the top of a mountain. And when life's adversity comes at you, like, yeah, how you're able to respond when you're, you know, haven't eaten properly or like people are shouting at you and like you're able to, you know, if somebody's shouting at you, it's like able to, you know, it's not about just necessarily my perspective, like blocking that energy. It's like allowing it to, just either go into you and come out like as this flow i mean i'm not sure if that's even right but if you have this aura for it to somehow flow mm -hmm. and so it's not getting stuck in you so it's important to to to, to, to always work on ourselves like you said and then then helping other people as best you can while you're here and another great segue is you know your you you spoke about in the questionnaire like your survivability and I thought that was really interesting if you want to speak about that at all about sure. um, because you asked me about yeah life's adversity too and yeah absolutely so I, uh, I had the beautiful privilege of being adopted um, I have this beautiful biography where my biological father went to prison right around when I was adopted and he was actually in prison where my parents my adopted parents were the jail guards Oh, so whoa. I have this beautiful opportunity to really look at that relationship and, and you can sort of see how that would reflect into my childhood. My parents were both jail guards. I'm an old soul, why child? You know, I was definitely rebellious. I was definitely pushing uh -huh. the boundaries as much as possible. So to have that, even from a young age, was really important. Uh, I was actually losing my hair because of depression at 12 years old. Like, 
literally waking up and my pillow would be just be covered in hair. So I went through a lot of really tough years. Me and my father literally didn't speak to each other for an entire year while I was a teenager living in his house. Didn't say one word to each other for a whole year. Neither of us remember what the conflict started as, but for it to last a whole year, um, I'm so thankful that uh, my soul chose this script because it has been a beautiful script. It's had a lot of uh, really intense uh, moments of adversity, and those have been counterbalanced by beautiful moments of blessings that are just unbelievable. So I'm very thankful that I wrote this script, and I think if we take responsibility for our lives and we say that I am my soul, then we can really say, I'm writing this story. I'm writing a really good ending because that's what I would do. Why wouldn't I? Why would I write a bad story? So, you know, whenever people are down in life, that's what I really want them to look at. I've helped a lot of people walk off the um, idea of suicide. And one of the easy principles that I really bring in there initially is to say, life might be hard, but it's not really interesting too. Even in my worst moments, I'm like, this is really interesting. I want to see how this story progresses. I want to see what happens next. And so that's the first really point that I put to people when they're depressed is the story might suck right now, but whenever the story sucks in a movie, guess what happens next? It, gets it changes. Yeah. It gets better. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's fantastic, that opportunity for life to just surprise us. I, I love that. Yeah, what, what movie are you writing for yourself? And, like, you have the option to the artistic ability to write whatever movie you want and I find that fascinating too when I'm not when I'm dealing with something and it's causing resistance and say I've gone for my run and I've done my breathing and I've gone to yoga and I've went out with friends and we've laughed and like I'm doing all the thing I'm using all the tools on my belt yeah and I'm still feeling a certain way that I'm not the big fan of and I'm like okay this is interesting yeah. like Luckily, I'm not, you know, pr uh, crying profusely and like, and, and, you know, and stressed. Like, that's a whole other conversation because that's hard to deal with, too. Um, but in the sense of still feeling uncomfortable sometimes, it's interesting to, to be aware and mindful of like, okay, like, this is interesting. Where, what can I do about this? Yeah. Like, who do I need to talk to? Yeah. I, maybe I need to go make an appointment with someone I've never talked to before. Maybe I need to watch that movie that that person's been recommending four times or that book that keeps popping up, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's fun. It's like at the end of the day, like, you know, I was thinking about it too. You roll back your life, the amount of laughs you've had with people, the amount of adventures you've been on or the amount of like times you've, you know, move that couch. It, you know, I thought it'd be funny at the end of your life if they gave you stats. It's like, this is how many times you said the F word. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how many times, like, you know. You the, hear the, that big guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, these are all, all, all the amount of first kisses you had or whatever. Like, um, it, I, I thought that was neat. I was like, there's all these stats. And it's yeah. like, okay, like, this is my next life. I need to work on this. Um, yeah. Here, I want you to comment on uh, sure. this is a good segue. Let's do it. <laughs> this is the Magdalene Manuscript. Have you heard of it before? Only through you sharing it at uh, the Light Bears Association of Canada. 
Cool. You know when books you read in a book is just, or you meet a person and it yeah. just resonates? Like this has been a book for me. And Love it's, it. It's great. And so this is about kind of like destiny, what we were talking about and growing Beautiful. in life. And it's very short. I'll read it to you. And a lot of people ask like, why are we here? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> basically this woman had some sort of energy come to her and speak to her. And so she says, it felt like a male presence taught me about the physics of soulmates, how we begin the journey into matter as one light that splits into two lights, male and female, positive and negative. As we fall through the light spectrum to enter the electromagnetic plane of consciousness, he told me that almost never are these two original lights on the same plane again that the reuniting of these lights is extremely rare and that if it should happen prematurely before each has finished its own individual work, they might blow each other up. (laughs) So powerful are the magnetics of original lights. After these caveats had been delivered, this voice told me that my destiny lay in the reuniting with my original light. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it reminded me of like something about the Greek goddess or when he created human he created humans with four arms and four eyes and four legs and when they came into the earth he split them up because mm. they were too powerful. And so but and they remained destined to find each other. And so yeah, I was curious if you want to comment. Did you get that story? Like, yeah, absolutely. Us being lights coming down and then separating yeah. and doing our thing. And but we're destined to like find each other, assuming we've done our, our work or mm-hmm. yeah, do you want to comment on that? I, I mean, my first instinct is to say it's very romantic. <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful. And I, I love that uh, idea that we are we're moving towards that. This you know, book is about sacred, intimate relationship. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it is very precious. I think it's something that we can all look forward to. Um, and then, you know, the realist in me wants to say, you know, what are, what are the odds of these things yeah. at the same time? So I'm for, forever an optimist. So I say, you know, even if I'm 150, I'm still looking until <laughs> I find it. You know, that's not to set up a script to say I'm still looking at 150. That's just to be open to meeting our destiny at any moment, meeting our beautiful um, symmetry in any moment. I think it's very important to work hard to be our best so we can be our best for others in that intimate way as well. And it really gives us an opportunity to segue into, you know, what do you think the evolution of intimacy is? As conscious people as we are, we can see that the intimacy that we grew up with has to change. It's not appropriate. I grew up with a lot of the culture of American Pie and all these like college party movies. And they really highlighted this, you know, let's meet, let's be really attractive and let's make love. And then one of us is gonna make a mistake, it's probably the man. <laughs> and the story continues. I really, I really wanna see this evolution of consciousness and intimacy 
Do you have any comments on that? I 100% agree. Yeah, it's the the way we're raised. Like we don't talk about, like most parents don't talk to their kids about sex uh, until you know they're teenagers, say, and it, at that point, it's a very quick conversation. And mm -hmm. it's it's and the reason they don't talk about it is because their parents didn't talk to them about it. Yeah, and there's like, a lot of uncomfortability about it. Yeah, and, and mind you, I did say intimacy, and there is tie-in obviously to sex, but I think intimacy is much broader obviously two straight men can be intimate without any kind of physical right different types elements. of intimacy yeah being understood mm -hmm. yeah that was something i really enjoyed like learning was yeah because especially if you're single or something and you can't get that physical intimacy um, i mean you can get it through hugging friends and people you care about um, mm -hmm. but there's different types of intimacy of like being there for someone and and being heard and or listening to somebody and mm -hmm. holding space and yeah or or just quality of time and sentimental moments and and watching people grow and yeah yeah i think it really ties in with unconditional love and and the standards that we're trying to create in the world through the love that we have and the interactions even if they're contemporary i think that really starts to play into the picture of this future intimacy that i want to see created in enlightened communities. Um, I'm sure you find this as well in the spiritual community. There's so many beautiful people. There's beautiful men, beautiful women, and some of them are married, some of them are not. And it's just sorting out, you know, what's the most appropriate way to relate to one another, to be respectful, but also to cherish the beauty of one another uh, in, in the best way possible. Yeah, I. I like, I talked about it already, when you're aware of, say, your story that you're writing, hey, we're only at chapter six, this is a really tough chapter, right? And being aware of that and being like, what do I, what can I do about this? So it's also being aware of when you're acting a certain way towards other people. And so I did this really neat test where basically you choose 10 people that you admire and you write down all your favorite qualities about that those people. And then you write down 10 people or maybe it was less than that because that's a lot of people but maybe it was like five people that you have turbulence with and mm. like or that you dislike and you know even use the word hate like you're like there's they just drive you wild right mm -hmm. and you write down the qualities that you dislike in that and then basically you go through it and you circle the ones that are most resonate with you you're like oh these qualities about this person that's so me and then you circle the ones oh that's so not me right and at the end of the exercise, you realize that the ones that you least identify with are the ones that are going to cause the most turbulence in your life, which means that if you, so for instance, mine was like judging. And mm -hmm. that was something that I was like, I feel strongly that I'm really good at that. I don't judge a lot. I'm, and however, like when other people are judging, that causes me like, you know, I'm, I, I get upset when people are judging others. Um, however, the point of the exercise is not recognizing that I do judge and like and whether not on purpose, it's just something that I have to process too. and being accepting that you play both sides of the coin all the time um, and you have to accept that even though that person did something terrible, like you have the potential of doing that or like that is in you like and so the thing about judging, for instance, 
is when I notice that coming up, it's, it's interesting. It's like, wow, I'm judging. And um, whether it's just like my ego or like a, a reactive thought, it's still there. Or if I mm-hmm. say it out loud, and I think that can tie into the unconditional love of you have to be mindful. You have to be mindful of your weaknesses and then put energy into how to improve yourself and you know sometimes a coach can help with that or a friend to like ask your friend like hey can i get an honest opinion like is where do you think i'm weak in life or what do you mm-hmm. think i could work on like who has those conversations right i love having those conversations uh, yeah. I, like hey yo i don't want to say rip me apart but like i i've said that to people i'm <laughs> like just take your spear out and start stabbing me with it we'll see what's going on and and for sure from some of the stuff that people say like take it with a grain of of sand um, or salt whatever the expression is like some of it is maybe their own projections um, but some of it is probably like somewhat true and honest what they're saying is yeah you know what I could work on that and you'll never be perfect with it but it's just about bringing your weaknesses like up as you know and yeah and so to get to a society where yeah we're we can process things better we're, we're, we're bottling things up and then we're, we feel okay. We're like, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I dealt with that, but you're like, ah, like it's still, it'll, sir, it'll that's come, gonna, back it'll come back around. Yeah. And on the other side, which is beautiful too, is, and I really love this about life is, you know, whether it's you're giving, 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 and you're waiting for karma to or like come pay back out. for you, pay out. And, you know, my friend told me, you know, that karma is paying out uh, from you giving. It makes you feel good to give. Like, that's mm-hmm. your your own reward there. Uh, however, like, things don't always happen immediately. It's like, like, it might take five years from now for me to learn a lesson or, mm-hmm. like, or to the universe to finally, you know, get around mm-hmm. that mountain and connect that dot. I'm like, oh, finally, okay. Like, I knew I was missing that. Like, mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know if you have any like real experiences with that, but or uh, you want to comment on it? Yeah, I, I love what you were saying about leveraging uh, our weaknesses with our strengths. Um, the old saying, like even from when I was a kid, was you find the weakest link in the chain, you make that the strongest link in the chain, and if you can just keep doing that, you really solidified a much stronger chain. And you can do that all day, every day. And so I I love doing that. I think it's really important to do that as much as possible. I think really reflecting on our wounds is essential. And when things are going too well, I learn a lot from my mistakes. I'm going to make more of them. And I sometimes even make them semi-consciously as well. Uh, just because things are going so well and I'm like I haven't grown enough this week I need to grow like let's go screw screw something up so I can grow more <laughs> like, for sure yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so there's so much opportunity when you're willing to do that when you're willing to grow that way yeah part of it is just doing it like go and do it so that you can learn and then reflect what worked and what what didn't Mm-hmm. Like instead of it all being up here and trying to plan it all out, it's that fail faster thing. Like, yeah, go, go out, go talk to that girl. Like, mm-hmm. and then come back and tell me how it went. Like, you know, absolutely. It's uh, and it's it's good practice and um, I wanted to ask you in regards to 
maybe cultivating more unconditional love and being giving and trying to work on our weaknesses. Is there anything, like any advice you would give on how to be more authentic or, or, or to process? I mean, those are two different things. Like how to, how to come into our authenticity better and then also, yeah, how to process things better. So mm-hmm. we all have different ways of processing emotions, but those are two questions. So maybe start with the first one. How to, how to be more, more you and being okay with being a loser, uh, mm-hmm. quotations, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I didn't just call you a loser there, did I? I, I <laughs> it's I mean, adversity, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> how to be the yeah, uh, adversary or whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I have two beautiful questions for that, and it's who am I? What do I want? And I think those are very important questions, and I've asked those questions of myself at least a thousand times. I do that routinely because we're always changing, we're always growing who we are. And so to constantly look at what we have, what we want, what we're trying to create, and who we are, what our values are, is absolutely essential to move forward, to look at the future. We need to know the present. And so just looking at that and really sitting with it. And it's amazing too, if you ask those same questions of yourself 10 days in a row, don't be surprised if you get 10 different answers. (laughs) because we are constantly changing. So I find that's one of the purest ways to really get to know myself has been through those questions. Yes, it is essential that we recognize ourselves as we appear in the community. Like for instance, we'll probably both watch this episode and we'll realize we look a little different than we think and that should happen all the time. But really in that inward process, I think that's the most important place because it's the hardest place to get cameras on. It's the hardest place to get view of. So to really force yourself to put that into the physical world, whether it's journaling, whether it's a video for yourself, whether it's just a meditation or a conversation with yourself, that's, I think, where you can really bring yourself into the world, into your incarnation a little bit more. I've done a beautiful amount of ego deaths in my life. So an ego death is where you take all that you are and you basically destroy it, you get rid of it. You say, I don't wanna be that anymore. And you reconstruct yourself from your most essential components. And so through this process of destroying yourself, rebuilding yourself, destroying yourself, rebuilding yourself, constantly asking yourself these questions, I think I've had the unique opportunity to bring in more spirit, more soul, more God consciousness. Obviously, I'd still regard myself as a very humble man, but just to bring in all these different components to allow myself to move forward in what I'm trying to do in this world. It's been an absolute privilege and I love bringing this process to other people because I think as beautiful as it would be to live a life without the adversity and without the ego deaths, how much better is it when you can really bring in your soul? Uh, Let's say we've lived 10,000 or 100,000 lives beforehand. Think of all the experiences that you have that you could bring forward and offer value to yourself in these moments. I've had that privilege, and I want to give that privilege to anybody that wants it. Yes, it's painful, but it's also joyous. There's a lot of balance there. If you like living a passionate life, passion is there. Your best life is there. Your favorite life is there. It's not being mundane. It's not being standard. It's not sitting in the audience. It's taking the stage, forcing yourself on the stage. Yeah, you might freeze but you're gonna grow through that. You're gonna have another opportunity through that. So take your opportunities. 
wherever they come all the time it's it's like when you exercise and your muscle fibers are actually tearing so that's why you feel sore the next couple of days is because you just stressed your body and it'll come back stronger the in two days from now because it doesn't necessarily want to feel that stress anymore it's like wants to improve itself and so that's a good metaphor for like life too if you want to live your passion and live your favorite life like it's going to come with a little hurt Mm -hmm. and um but after hurt you know after the storm is a rainbow right and like you know and 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 sit with both of that like sit with both those poles like you know when's the last time like it was pouring rain we did this as, as kids and you just went and sat outside and like felt the rain like and you know and it's a great metaphor of like you know tapping into that like okay like it's uncomfortable or you know going in the I like I've been going in the water once a week like in in the winter because it's incredible. like yeah it's it's actually it's funny it's actually not now that I've done it enough going in the water and sitting in the water actually isn't the hard part like especially when you're not swimming around when you just sit there mm-hmm. like it's better when you're just sitting there when you're swimming around it's a little cold but when you just sit there the like outer layer of your skin like gets cold but the inside like is protecting you you can feel the warmth it's really interesting it's mm-hmm. like protecting all your vital organs the hard part two things is the hard part hard part is like i said getting out the door and driving there like yeah. the, that's the first hard part and the second hard part is when you're putting your clothes back on and you're drying off and you're kind of cold especially if it's windy out that's actually the hard part it's not actually going in the water and like when you're actually in the water cuz once you're in it, it, it is what it is, is the worst is over yeah so i think yeah it's all those in between moments that are you know show up like mm-hmm. you said just to show up and and, yeah. and be there and 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 have fun with it as best you can if it's a terrible night like i'm you know was there anything about it that was that you could at least laugh about it can you laugh afterwards about it like you know, if it, yeah there it is it's like if it was really terrible like I'm sure you can laugh about this someday. Like that's Absolutely. where I want to be in life where you can look back mm-hmm. and be like, "Wow, that was terrible." Like it, it's so important that we look at these things and we change the narrative. What did we learn? What did we grow? Why did we feel that way? I I want to ask you like, yeah, how do you so the second part of that question what are some ways when you get tense or you're processing something that's of resistance uh, what are some ways is it like qigong help yeah and uh or like because for me it's going to spend time with friends who like to laugh and make me feel good like that's really helpful it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a very instant reminder of wow there's a lot of love uh in the caring in this environment but i'm curious yeah what absolutely. are your go-to modalities uh, well, uh, as you mentioned, Qigong is fantastic. Qigong, so okay. To meditate in the flow. It's like yoga, but it, there's more flowing movements. And so you can really feel into your energy field around you, and you can st- sort of start picking pieces apart. And I, I find it's really good. It really helps me channel my energies and, and make sure that my entire electromagnetic field is, is optimized. Because anytime your electromagnetic field, this field of energy flowing around you stops moving correctly that's where injury starts happening that's where uh, physical symptoms will start manifesting 
So to be very open and aware of that throughout the process is absolutely essential. Another thing that I do that's very valuable for this conversation is that if I'm approaching something that I perceive as stressful or, or difficult, what I like to do is I like to meditate and I like to play out that scenario in my head hundreds of times, thousands of times, and I get to really look in and I see what's the best case scenario, what's the worst case scenario, you know, how will I feel if this happens, how will I feel if that happens, and by consciously going through the process before it happens, I'm already, I've already met it, I've already overcome it, I've already faced that adversity and demonstrated how I will react, and then by reflecting on that, I can react better as well. If this was six years ago, this would be one of those events where I would have done a bunch of simulations beforehand. <laughs> like for the podcast? Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. At this point in my life, in my career, I just looked at this opportunity, I'm like, just joy, just pure joy. Like talking to Jeff, always a pleasure. Speaking to the world at large, always a pleasure. Teaching, helping, these are all great joys and I don't have any fear or any you know, uncomfortableness around it. I could talk all day and wouldn't be worried about it. Even if I slip, I don't mind. It's a beautiful thing. But when we're talking about doing, you know, a jump in the lake and when it's cold, I've tried some of this Wim Hof. It is challenging for me. I've stepped in the backyard barefoot a few times and, and done ice baths a few times. They are hard for me. So if I were to go and jump in the lake in two months, you know I'd be meditating a lot before <laughs> that because I'd want to feel that burn that freezing feeling in my being many times before I actually got to it just so I could react my best and be best prepared to do that and for my body too at the cellular level it's listening yeah, have you ever heard that no I love that though well, you think about how valuable that can be absolutely. at the cellular level it's always listening yeah actually two comments love it number one with the sensational swimming I like to go and put it out there that it's not for everyone and for, for a couple reasons and my friend made me aware of one and I'm not an expert on like cold water therapy however when someone has different brain chemistry mm. and like and, and the ability to to heal faster so like if you go to the gym you know some people might work out and it'll take you know three days to recover um or, or or one day let's say because they go all the time yeah but if someone goes to the gym who hasn't been in forever they might be sore for a week and during that week are they going to be okay with that are they going to be able to mm -hmm. um handle that adversity that's just something simple like the gym right when you're going into like the cold water and you know where are you at in your life like are you able like if you're in a good place like yeah you'll probably be fine like um but it's about shocking your body you have to be mm -hmm. prepared that like you are going into a traumatic state for your body and and so if you know if it takes your brain to recover like on a chemical level like a really like mm -hmm. differently than the average person like you have to be aware of that that like you might feel like shit like yeah. for the next couple the next week or something because your brain is really like yeah. coming back and it's, it's okay you'll you'll bounce yeah. back um but i think uh and yeah or again i'm not an expert but maybe like some people's bones or like uh, certain ages and stuff yeah um but if you want to there is also the beautiful benefit of like you know, moving blood and 
and uh, energizing in your body and with inflammation. Like there's lots of, that's why I like kind of doing it once a week is uh, just a nice start to the week. It's kind of, it, it's, it's a consistent practice to do that you kind of don't want to do. And we're all familiar with that in life is getting yeah. up and going to work. Maybe like you're not a fan of your job, right? But it's like, when you have different practices of like that in life and you're showing up again, mm-hmm. that'll be the title of this podcast, Show Up. Yeah. Yeah. And show up for the adversity. Yeah. <laughs> and you just do the, enough of that in different areas of your life and you get used to that uncomfort. And I wanted to say, I feel like we should change our, our uh, we're not humans, we're electromagnetic beings. Like, I feel like that word is not used enough in our vocabulary you know you know the, those words i'm talking about like Absolutely. the fibonacci sequence my friend was talking about that i was like that's a cool word to say like, yeah i feel like we need to bust out electromagnetic field electromagnetic beings it's hard to say that word those mm. words and and it's something that we forget that like we are radiating like we're built on like you know atoms that are moving and like you seen that comedian he's like you know that chair is filled with molecules and science doesn't know like (laughs) why when i put my hand like i can't go through like he tells it way better than me but like it's you got to remind yourself that yeah we're not just this meat skeleton like Mm -hmm. we're there's something uh yeah, absolutely. So I've had the privilege around 23, 24 to read a book called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Yeah, I've let's talked get into about it. it many times. I love it. I think it's a fantastic book. It was my legitimate introduction into spirituality. And it really demonstrates how everything is interconnected through electromagnetism, through other dimensional phenomena. It teaches you that the body is producing electromagnetic wavelengths every second. And so even the most regular people, your body is communicating at least 30 wavelengths a second to me. At least. You being a very gifted person, you might be producing hundreds or thousands, maybe hundred thousands of wavelengths every second. And the more spiritual and more deep our consciousness, psychics and that, they'd produce much larger numbers. Intellectual people, I'm sure, much larger numbers. So it's absolutely fundamental to understand that if you want to move into a greater dimensional consciousness to see all these phenomena because once you see them you can start influencing them you can start playing with them and so i've done my best to continue to cultivate how i produce in every single moment being conscious of every thought every idea we talked about a little bit earlier uh, spirituality and so i just want to mention that i believe that because everything is connected, that everything is the production of intelligent design. So in my belief system, we're the same being, we're just separated by you know, the experience that we're having now. But it's to say that everything is connected to God in some way or source in some way. And so a lot of spiritual and religious systems, they wanna say that, oh, that bad stuff, that's not God, that's somebody else. <laughs> In my belief system, as I use adversity as my best friend, I like to take responsibility for all of the bad things in the world. I like to, you know, I'm not a psychopath and I didn't do all these things and this and that, but if I can sort of move into those spaces as God moves into those spaces, we can see the opportunity to learn and grow and reflect on ourselves. 
And that's just another level of adversity we can give ourselves. Through taking on greater responsibility, we give ourselves more opportunity to integrate better in everything we do. That's what they said in that Buddhist book I read from Darlene. The Wonderful. Light Bears. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely. It said taking on people, the world's suffering, like trying to process that. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's a, it's, that's a lot. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anyone goes to level 10 right away, but yeah. once you get to level 10, there's more levels. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mountain is taller than you can see. Yeah, the 5D, it's like, bro, like wait till you start talking about 90 or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's where that that term high vibrations comes from, where when I used to hear that, I never understood it. And it sounded kind of condescending where it was like, oh, you're at a low vibration, like you're lower than me. Um, but I think it it's not like about tall and small. It's just more about what you said about your waves. Like when pe some people walk into a room and they feel like they've just taken up the whole room and like. And not in an ego way. It's just like the way that they're they're illuminating, and mm -hmm. I think that's what it just means. Is would you agree? Like yeah, high vibration. 100%. You're just vibrating like, and that was new for me. What you just said, which was helpful. Like, okay, cool. Like we're we're constantly like pulsating, right? Yeah. Not just our heart, but this our whole being. Yeah. And so if you happen to spend a lot of time in nature, is like a little bit more helpful, like to complement that. And we're not like in front of these walls. Um, but if you can, you know, get ground yourself more often and then like it'll naturally you'll just and people will notice that something mm -hmm. is that you're you're lighting up. Like it's great when you meet people and you're like, damn, I like being around this person. They're yeah. just they've got good vibes. Yeah. Some people, their presence is very addicting. Absolutely. I've heard that a lot in my spiritual streams of people having this experience where people just were addicted to their presence just because they had just so much godliness that they've instilled in themselves that they can just gift it to the world and yeah. I feel like we're both cultivating those gifts and we obviously have a long way to go before you know we reach any kind of accolade that you want to give them um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can definitely see that we're working hard creating our best selves creating our best life and we want to give that to people and we want to show people how to do that for themselves because what better gift is there you know nobody wants socks for christmas anymore we want we want to better ourselves yeah yeah it's just a f it's fun it can be fun to be here you know it, it should be, be. It, and like those are some of my favorite i said to my friend the other day i was like whoa i just realized I think these are my five favorite things in life it's like you know quality of time with people when we're present, um, laughter, when you're getting like those belly laughs, like I, I want more belly laughs. I want more, you know, piano in people's houses, you know, and uh, going on little adventures, uh, meaningful conversations and sentimental. And then I think the other one was like a good meal. Like yeah. That. And again, this is like, um, you can have that in any part of the world. Like mm -hmm, if you're in sure. a developing if nation. If you put the time into it. Yeah. And, and and I think everyone else wants that too. So it's it's no surprise to be there and, and be the audience and, and be the presenter and in the same sentence. Yeah. Just want people to have fun in life while you're here. Like mm -hmm. it's fun to look back at all the memories you made like thus far in your life. It's there's just so much. Like I'm luck I'm grateful to 
have had the privilege to like go to Europe and like several times and mm -hmm. and and all the that was neat and just quick story and then we'll we'll I'm back. just thankful you came back <laughs> uh, everyone in the audience you guys thankful you came back we could have <laughs> lost them to the Europeans but we didn't we've cultivated the the blessed Jeff Aldridge <laughs> that's actually really funny that you say that yeah I could do a whole podcast on Europe yeah yeah absolutely yeah, I think one of the big reasons, I love Europe and the culture. I totally could see myself living there. and But there's a reason that I am not there, right? And one of, it, one of the reasons is family. And, and then I would say friends that I've made here. It's hard to like go over there and be that far. Like I love my family so much. They're such like, they're so goofy and like, you know, when I go every summer to Manitoulin and I just love like my uncle will bust out a poem or we'll just like laugh the love whole time. It. And I'm like, these people, like they're not going to be here forever. And I mean, none of us will. And it's like, I really cherish those memories. So that's one of the reasons that I, I am not in Europe and, and, and I have a nephew and like, so it's, you know, and then I was going to say when I was in Europe, it was cool jumping from place to place to place and, and doing couch surfing and having the opportunity at the beginning it was like and i've never said this out loud till right now at the beginning i my motto was take me into your life i wanted to like see what kind of job you're doing i wanted to be influenced and i wanted to to like life shadowing exactly that was like a part of it it was i wanted to see how you live your life over here and there's a beautiful movie called life in a day we'll talk about that later check that movie out on youtube and it basically just shows you all the different lives in one single day Love and it. so at the beginning of the europe trip that's what i was doing because i needed some coaching in my own life and i wanted to see how people like what makes them happy and and what kind of humor do they have and and what inspires them. And then as the trip went on, it actually became me. Uh, people would want me to go into their life. Like they were like, I wanna know your life. Like I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but basically I'm saying I would go to Poland and I would mm -hmm. go to some town yeah. where these people are working their nine to five jobs. I'm staying with them for two or three days and they're so blessed that I've come into their life because they're like, we want to know your stories. Yeah. You've been traveling around Europe for the last three months. Take me into your life. Yeah, you know what I mean? cooperation. Yeah. And and I, reciprocity. And I realized that I was, wow, I have this opportunity that, and I was, I was vibrating, right? I was, yeah. you know, and riding um, that high, <laughs> what? riding the high. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to share and tell people like, yeah, you know, I got so inspired when I was in Portugal, you got to start writing letters, you know, you know, you got to do the rewind meditation, the, uh, what's Ruckshaw. the guy? What? <laughs> Ruckshaw by Rudolf Steiner. The Steiner, that's what I was going to say. I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. The Steiner meditation. I'm like, you know, you, you got to learn guitar. You got to draw on your yeah. guitar, bring a journal. Like there's all this inspiration. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm surprised that I actually don't have the, the pull to go traveling right now. Sometimes I do. I'm like, you know, I could really go to an island and go surfing. I would love to experience that. I haven't done. Um, that's something I really enjoy connecting with the water and surfing. And maybe I will do that. And and I have done it sort of. But I'm more so I like I've noticed some gaps in the Barry community with programs and yeah. not having good enough or 
I don't like, I try not to use good and bad, but not accessible for like musicians. And I'm, I just need to create that. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, and yeah. that's something on the questionnaire, like, what do you want to create in life and something that I'm working on? It's just a simple gathering for musicians that isn't intimidating. So mm -hmm. having people not have to go and sing into the mic because maybe they're not there yet or they're mm -hmm. not comfortable with it. But can you sing in a group of people like who are supportive? Yeah, probably. Like you can maybe yeah. sing a song that you wrote that you've never sang to anybody. And we're going to be like, and we can give you feedback if you want it and, yeah. and or not. And just it is what it is. And just mm -hmm. to share some moments. So I want to do things in this community and and be a little bit more planted. Yeah, absolutely. You're setting up your foundations, and I think that's really what being in the third in your thirties really is about. It's about all right. I experienced a bunch of things. Absolutely. Now yeah. I need to cultivate those gifts and really start to build some foundations in a place that I plan to live longer term. So I think that's where you're at. That's definitely where I'm at as well. Where I'm setting up some physical businesses that are sort of forcing me not not necessarily in a bad way, but they're they're forcing a commitment. Uh, into certain places, into certain ideas, and and I think that's what the world really likes is that commitment. It it likes that five star review on Google. It likes that you know fifty reviews. It, it likes to know that you're going to be there tomorrow, and so to be there tomorrow in your intention, you know, I think it really helps the universe decide what it wants to give you and how quickly. If you're in you know Costa Rica, the universe is like, whoa, I didn't expect this. How was I supposed to get the blessings over here we thought you were over here so it's it's beautiful that you can decide to do that and you're moving forward in that way nicely said i'm gonna give you a high five for that one that's uh <laughs> the uh i love what you're saying yeah i like how universe is in your vocabulary uh your common vocabulary it's, with, it's right there man <laughs> you just gotta grab it it's always with us it's so true that when you're hopping around country hopping which can be very, like I said, beneficial too. And, mm -hmm. and, and say in your 20s, you didn't get the chance to explore like myself. You know, you could, that's, it comes in different waves. Like if yeah. you get in a rut, like that's a good time like to reflect and say, okay, what, when have I felt alive in life? And, and am I still doing those things? Am I, I felt alive doing martial arts. Am I, why am I not doing martial arts anymore, right? And then go back into martial arts, try a new martial art. Or... If you can't find those things, you try new things and you just go experiment and the universe is like, all right, go do your thing. Like, and when you get, when you get planted, then we'll, you know, and I'll help you like as best as I can. Like, you mm -hmm. know, when you're moving, like I have to move too, but when you're, yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Nice, Joseph. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If we realize that consciousness is omnipresent, then we can understand the intelligent design of the universe is very much moving around us as much as we're moving it around it so by imprinting ourselves in the future through you know designing who we want to be in six months that really helps the universe really helps us so i think every good plan should start with the goals what are my goals it's my intention and from there you can retro build everything that fits into that piece beautiful Thank yeah you. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a great, wonderful conversation. And yeah, I loved getting to know you better. And maybe for episode two or part two, um, yeah, we can do a, 
um, more of an, even just even uh, even more of a flow of a car because I wanted to make sure I asked you some questions. But next time we can do like absolutely, we'll uh, we'll have to set this up with our secretaries again for a, a future date. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we can get even uh, a little bit more lightheartedness in your comedy side because you're a funny guy too. Absolutely. So this is more of a like a meaningful conversation. There was some lightheartedness, uh, but. I definitely, uh, I would love to capture some of that. Um, Absolutely. Your Euro trip sounds really good. Mine was just, God, he doesn't know. God, he doesn't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm thankful to learn about yours. You mean because you watched the movie? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever you said Euro trip, I was like, yeah. what I was drawn back to my teenage years. So, Yeah, the definitely shaped me, and uh, I'm blessed. I. I was able to plant some seeds over there for the the electromagnetic beings that I came across, and Absolutely. I, you know, I had a friend tell me like a year ago, she was like, "I talk about you all the time." Love it, and I'm like, "Really?" Because it's funny. You don't always know the impact you have on people. Some people will tell you; they'll mm -hmm. like flat out say, "Wow, like you really impacted my life. I'm yeah. blessed. Thank you." Right? Yeah. And some people, not that they need to, or they're like maybe they're shy, yeah. um, and or they'll tell you in the future, like this person, right? Absolutely. And then you go, "Wow!" Like because you never know also how much people are resin, um, uh, how much people are with you in the moment. Yeah. How much are they taking in of you when mm -hmm. you're saying like? Because for me, like when I'm having a conversation with people like depending on the day and stuff how much are you uh what's the taking information what's absorbing. the word absorbing yeah and some people absorb better than others with their ears right or reading mm -hmm. and so you don't always know that unless they confirm it with you and Absolutely. then so when they do like at any moment when you're having conversations and connecting with people you never know how impactful you can be and and i guess i try and do that like when you said some stuff in this podcast where i'm like and I'll make those buzz clips because I'm like, oh, wow, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you're a great person to have on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it. And it's a great show to be on. Absolutely. Let's just plant more seeds <laughs> to produce our favorite life. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Is Every there, moment. Is there any, anything you want to leave uh, to listeners about um, cultivating the next steps forward to just keep you you moving and becoming a more whole uh i like that the word holy like h-o-l-y mm -hmm. um i believe it derives from like the word w-h-o-l-e mm -hmm. like just being yeah. whole and, and so anything you want to leave the I, I i love the word recognize i feel like recognize is a word that's underplayed in society recognize the universe around you recognize the god around you recognize the god and others Look at what you want to create, build the foundation, set the goals, make it happen. You can be anybody. Everyone has unlimited potential. And if you don't believe me, study the multiverse. And you will see that you have unlimited opportunity to be anybody you want and live your favorite life. Beautiful. Joseph McDonald, come uh, catch you at the Light Bearers Association. Catch me everywhere. Catch yeah, me catch online. Call me, text me. I'll be there for you. I'll accept your friend requests on Facebook if I have reason to, if you've introduced yourself. i love to meet you. i love to hear your story. Thank you so much, Jeff. Let's do this again, like we said. And God bless everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Good job making it all the way to the end. Feels good to complete things in life, right? Hopefully you learned something new. And for more information on living your favorite life, head over to yourfavoritelife.com for different personal development services. I do a few different things in life. And one of the things is connecting people to their passions through visualization, planning and goal setting and connecting to their community. I also run different programs in the Barry community for expression, like drop-in improv. And I help people learn about a special water that I've been drinking called Kangen. If you feel like leaving a review, I love to consider your feedback. And if you resonate with this energy, share it with a friend. Remember, the outer world is unpredictable. So do your best to control your inner world and create a nice life. Be kind, be curious, and be creative. Catch you on the flip side.